It is the 200 level episode 175 as of yet untitled for a couple of different reasons, one of which we're trying to think of a pun for Northwestern Illinois. It's really difficult. By the way, the second half is getting underway in just a second. If you are one of those, and I know there's a few that time up our podcast to the second half, that's becoming a thing. Trevor Valise, as you join us here on the Zoomer, we inbound it. Trent Frazier with the ball, 1955 on the clock for those taking score at home. We got Grandison up in the perimeter, down to Kofi. Kofi cannot corral it. It will be a foul, it looks like, on Northwestern. Trevor Valise, welcome on a rather, I'd say uneventful. It was not an uneventful first half, but it was a sloppy one. First of all, I'm legitimately honored that anybody is taking the time to sync up our uh, audio, because I don't even do. I mean, I, I listen back sometimes, but I don't spend the effort to do that so yeah it's pretty cool who's doing that yeah we appreciate yeah, it. it was actually like a really ugly first half for both teams it's just the northwestern stinks so much you know i got out to that hot start that it appeared like you had enough goodwill to where you can't really complain about anything but kofi gets two early fouls io has four points and misses a free throw just kind of a sloppy first half but luckily you can kind of get away with that against northwestern we just have kofi with a putback on an adam miller miss at 1930 in an and one situation it looks like he got fouled by again i'm not going to bother to learn these names I, I don't know who that is i don't i think that's nance i think i know that guy from northwestern trevor i think there's slightly more interesting names because there's nance who's it, it's not his dad it's his brother that's in the nba right, right? that's well that's a good question. I know Larry Nance is in the NBA back in the day. Is his dad Larry Nance? He looks like him. His his brother is Larry Nance Jr. and he plays okay. for the uh, Cavs or something. I don't know. Welcome, Isaac. Hi, Isaac. Good to see you. Hey, I kind of got stuck in my driveway, so sorry about that. Hey, all good. I got to be honest. I was heading uh, for a run today, and what I do when it gets really cold like this is I head to campus because it tends to be more plowed than other areas, and I damn near got stuck in the street and I, I I didn't know what would have happened because our street didn't get plowed until about four o'clock this afternoon but hey it happens man I mean by the way that was the biggest snowstorm since here's some Illinois basketball tie-in here when Illinois lost to Miami in the second round of the 2013 NCAA tournament the most snow oh, we've had do you wow. remember that do you guys remember well I, Isaac oh, I don't yeah. know if you're living here but Trevor I know you were that was a painful memory for me because that was like right at the tail end of my fanatical younger fan, you know, where I'd throw something or smash something if they lost. And that was, sure. that was heartbreaking to me. It was heartbreaking for me too, because it felt like we had arrived and we were so close. That would have been a true moment. But I do remember after that game, by the way, 1830 left in the second half for those that are watching this and, and timing it. Uh, but I remember there was a video that came out after the game of John Gross talking to the team and thinking, this is our guy. Like I was, all the oh, more yeah. pumped. I, I was as pumped as one could be after a loss, e even they though it did sting. The, um, they were doing the TNT documentary series throughout the season, Toughness and Togetherness TNT. And there was like a 10-minute segment at the end with this long speech that he gave in the locker room. All right, we got Northwestern with the ball with 18 to go. They're trying to get in single digits. And this is Nance at the three, and he makes it. So it's an eight-point game. And I got to say, you know, Isaac, Illinois kind of invited this with – very sloppy, almost disinterested play. I, I think that I was feeling so good as we all were after the first four minutes, but I'm I'm kind of agitated with the whateverness of this Illinois performance. I mean, deja vu, I guess. I'm not going to be dramatic and say that, but Agreed. I guess that's I just fine. did say it. No, um, no, no, no. I think that's fair. That's fair. I, I, 
my buddy texted me like 10 minutes through the first half and was like, Hey, we're playing pretty well. And I was like, yeah, we haven't turned the ball over either. And then we turned it over like three times. So it, seven it point game. By the way. Slop, it just comes down to the sloppiness at the end of the half. You were playing like you were up 40 against Chicago state, but you're still playing in a big 10 game and you're up what 15 or 16. So there's really no reason that you should be messing around. Um, but again, this team, knock on wood, has been able to usually survive and make the most of these of these lulls. So let's hope again for that. They're lucky Northwestern sucks, if we're being honest here, because I thought, if anything, Trevor, that after the Nebraska game, they would come out sharp tonight, and they really did at the start. There just hasn't been that carryover effect. And listen, this is another one of those games, Trevor, where if they win, I, I don't really care about style points. But I really don't want it to become a situation where Illinois gets stuck in a rut. Uh, and, and it seems like what we've seen from the Nebraska game into this is this sort of carelessness that is much more like early January than what I want to see in mid-February. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with that. I don't know how much of that you chalk up to not knowing you're playing Nebraska until four days before. Not that it should matter. Uh, and sort of the the stop-and-go nature of this season which might essentially make it, you know, maybe a reason why I felt like early January is because the game you just played was supposed to happen in early January. But um, yeah, it, it's annoying. It's one of those things where, like, again, at the end of the season, if you were quizzing people, no one's going to remember this game if Illinois wins by nine. Like, it's just not going to be at the top of anybody's mind. Um, and so I don't think it has a big bearing on the way they play in a tournament setting or anything like that. So it's one of those things where there's really not that much to gain unless, of course, they lose the game and then there's, there's plenty to talk about, but if it's an eight to 12 point win, I just, I don't really know what to do with that. It's just, it happened and you move on. Yeah, I would agree with that. Now we do have a first break here, 16 minute timeout and Illinois is up seven, but that's going to be a shooting foul on Adam Miller. I think a shooting foul. We'll see. I don't know if that was just blocking out or not, but we got a commercial break. And as we do a reminder, the 200 level is brought to you by DP Doe online at dpdoe.com. Use coupon code Mike for $5 calzones, and please tip your driver well in this weather. They will bring it to your doorstep, piping hot calzones, whether it be a custom zone with any topping you want or one of the favorites, like a Maui Wowie or a buffer zone. That's dpdo.com for all the best deals and prices, dpdo.com. All right, here's a big thing, guys. Fourth and Kirby. Tomorrow is February 17th, 217. So if you're listening to this Tuesday night, Get ready for Wednesday morning. If you're listening to this Wednesday morning, go to fourthandkirby.com because there's a brand new t-shirt, which I think you will enjoy and you will want to get. Use coupon code 200LEVEL for 10% off your order at fourthandkirby.com. State Farm agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com for life, auto, home, business, renters, you name it. Brian hooked Karen and I up with uh, homeowners and auto insurance, a great bundle and great State Farm prices, but on top of that, personalized service that made the whole process super easy. Again, that is brianismyguy.com for State Farm agent Brian Hansen. And finally, Rector Construction, the new guys in terms of our sponsors, they are the reliable roofing, construction, and remodeling company serving Central Illinois. Giving to the community is key to their mission. Their main desire is to help better Champaign County. In fact, I think I saw on Facebook today, they were doing some snow shoveling and plowing around the community, which is much needed. Uh, this is the year to have your roof replaced, your crawl space inspected. Give them a call today at 217-281-7000. That's 281-7000. Or visit rectorconstruction.com for a free estimate. Alana Inquirer, Champagne Showers Podcast Network. Those are the formalities. 
as we settle into episode 175. Now, I'm not concerned about this game, guys. It would be kind of like the Nebraska thing where we'd be under the four timeout, and if it's a single-digit game or a two-possession game, I'm thinking, Ugh. But uh, what would you like to see, Isaac? If there were any takeaways that we could have from a Tuesday night game against Northwestern before the stretch run of the season, what would you like to see, whether that be an individual performance or something more collective? I would be fine coasting to a 10-point win. And I think collective, you know, a balance where you just win by double digits and you're not doing a bunch of sloppy stuff. And if Northwestern gets back in this game a little bit, it's just because they're hitting some crazy threes or whatever, which they just hit, you know, pretty much three in a row. I I just don't want Northwestern back in this game whatsoever because of your mistakes. Um, And I want you to just establish that dominance, which it's odd because the problem this season throughout the year has been the ugly starts, right? And then you pick it up. But now it's like we started so well, we got into coast mode too early Um, so I would just like to see a collective balance without a bunch of turnovers and mistakes. I would agree with that. I think if anything, clean it up and I'm probably going to be fine regardless of the margin. So it will be out of bounds here for Northwestern. We're about to get the inbound right at 16 minutes and this is a long pass, but they corral it. That's Ryan Young. I think Kofi on him, uh, Trevor, say the point guards last name for me again. Adij. 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 Okay. Out of bounds. Sounds like some type of a French dish. Very much so. They have a lot of guys, it seems like, with French names. Going back to Tony Parker's brother. Do you remember he was on Northwestern back in the day? I think Boubouy is probably French. And Adige. (laughs) Okay, 42-35, 15-51 to go. 11 seconds on the shot clock for Northwestern. I'm hoping, guys, that I can leave the play-by-play later on for Brandon Godin and Robbie Hummel but it's a 9-2 scoring run for Northwestern. Here's the shot. It is up. It is no good. Rebound for Kofi. A break here, potentially. No, uh, that was a silly decision yet again. A pass to DeMonte that gets deflected to three for Northwestern. We got a four-point game, and we're playing stupid. We're playing really stupid ball right now. Yeah, this is a little bit Kofi, aggravating. I'm not sure what you see. What's DeMonte going to do? Break. What is DeMonte going to do on a fast break? Yeah, I mean, he's got two guys on him, and it's DeMonte, who doesn't necessarily take it coast to coast. And Trent misses a three, Kofi with the board, and he makes it. He's just bigger than everybody else. So we had a six-point Illinois lead. All right, Isaac. And do you have any tinge of, you know, because I, I had a little bit one right there. I have I have some bigger, but um, part of it is <laughs> Northwestern. Northwestern just hitting more shots. They had, and, oh, I thought they, they about to hit another the, one there. Missed three. The Kofi... Oh my gosh. The Kofi point guard play he just tried to do wasn't my favorite thing of ever. Oh my goodness. What the hell are we doing here? These are veteran guys. DeMonte just threw it away and then he takes a charge. Lucky for him he was out of the circle, but my ear levels are at about a seven. I agree. Northwestern is not good. This is crap, Isaac. This is crap. And I'm going to just say that. Like the Nebraska game is the wake up call. Don't take even the crap teams lightly and Northwestern's a crap team. I know they're making shots, but Trevor, I think the aggravation here, and this will slowly, not slowly, but quickly fade as long as Illinois just cleans it up, but it's just this uh, lackadaisical whatever. And we can have that. It's Northwestern. I'm not up for it on a Tuesday night at eight o'clock, but this is a team that has a two seed the NCAA tournament. 
potential Big Ten title run, and I, I'm I'm disappointed for the last 15 minutes of play right now. Yeah, it hasn't quite been the whole game. So I mean, it's not like just, they just were are completely flat tonight right. for the entire game, but it's been a bad stretch for sure. I, I'd argue some of it was definitely regression to the mean for Northwestern, like Isaac said. I mean, they were 0 for 11 from three in the first half, and now they're three for five in the second half. Still, though, uh, as by the way, they're big guys. Barron has four fouls. Young has three fouls, and those are the only two guys they have on their team over six seven. I think so. As long as Kofi, yeah, as long as Kofi avoids his third, and I think the chances of him getting his third go down if they are playing small. This is Corbello with the second free throw coming up here. Oh yeah, trust me, you can keep going, Trevor. That's not the second free throw for Andre. Which, by the way, he's been bad tonight. He's just been bad. I was just waiting for you to call that miss, but um, I think a a bigger macro thing to, to talk about is Kofi getting the early fouls changes everything. And obviously, when you're against a Northwestern team that doesn't have a ton of size, Georgia can kind of feast for a bit. But I, I just I can't express how much an early tournament game would would change if at the under 16 timeout, Kofi had two fouls. And I know that that's like obvious statement of the year right there. But I just think that 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 just shifts your entire game plan and everything that you do so much that I would be very concerned if in a tournament setting, Kofi got two early fouls. Yeah, I agree. And that would really be the thing that would change the entire tenor of the game. Now, I will say Georgie was your MVP in the first half. Ten points and looking pretty good, at least offensively. I thought he looked good. DeMonte fakes the three over to Trent. The three is up. It is good. That was much needed. 47 hey, to 40. Trevor, you you could probably speak to this more than I definitely can. Um, just in the Big Ten, when I watch it, I don't know if I feel... You watch more Big Ten basketball than than me. Do you think like these other top tier teams like Ohio State, Michigan, and I guess I'll include Iowa and Wisconsin, do they have lull like games like this against lower opponents in the Big Ten? Or is it just we feel like it because we're Illinois fans? First of all, you don't have to include Wisconsin in the elite of the Big Ten anymore, but um <laughs> That is true. I you, you know, that's a good question. It, it it's hard to feel that way when you're so dialed into your team that it's like, okay, is Illinois struggling for 10 minutes? Like, let's say they go on a 10-0 run, which they could. Suddenly that becomes, that was a really bad 10 minutes against Northwestern. And it's like, to me, it feels like I've seen plenty of games where Michigan has a bad 10-minute stretch against Penn State. Or, you know, Iowa has a bad 10-minute stretch. Well, heck, they had a horrible 10-minute stretch against Indiana that lost of the game. But it does feel like there's an inordinate amount of this going on with Illinois. I'll give you that. It does seem that way. By the way, it's a timeout for Illinois after Kofi makes a jumper. My my feed crapped out for a second there, but 49-42, and it will be Northwestern ball here. Well, let's see here. Am I right? 47-42. Here's where I'm at, guys. I'm at 12-40, and we got a kick out to Trent, over to DeMonte, down to Kofi. Kofi with the jumper, nice little hook, and they do call the timeout there. Okay, so that's where I'm at, just to give you guys a heads up. I had to check my score out for a second. I kind of like how Underwood, by the way, calls timeout after they score. Yeah. I feel like I don't see a ton of coaches around the the, the, the college basketball landscape do that, where that they call timeouts after their team scores. It seems like it's mostly a reactionary thing to when their team isn't scoring. But I kind of like the, the whole, like, Okay, you stem the tide. It's gone back from four up to eight now, or whatever it is. Let's call a timeout and build on that instead of 
you just had your worst five minutes. Let's call a timeout to try and regather. Isaac, I was thinking about your question, and you know, I, I think there was something to be said about this Illinois team is a bit temperamental, and they seem to have these extended stretches that a team with their talent level should not have that many of them. It's not a case of you can't have a bad stretch or you can't have a bad stretch every couple games, but you should never let Northwestern. And by the way, go back to the first Northwestern matchup where they took a, what was it? An 18 point lead at one point. And then you look at a 12 to two run here in the second half against this freaking Northwestern team where you're basically handing them the ball, you know, in mid February, that does concern me. And I think that it's a case, Isaac, where, Everything could work out beautifully, and it might just be a case where Illinois is a team that really does play the level of their competition, and then when the lights are brightest, they play their best. That might be the case, and they just didn't show up tonight, uh, for at least for the full 40 minutes, but I worry about the overall messiness, and that was something dating back to November, which hasn't been fixed, but oddly enough, when it has been fixed, it's against, it's against Iowa or Wisconsin at home, and I know Wisconsin's not great. And even to a lesser extent, at Indiana, I didn't feel like messiness was Illinois' problem. I felt like that was just the weirdest game ever. It, it, it's been an interesting season, and to say the least, it gives you hope knowing that our best, when we play at our peak, because we can all agree the Ohio State game, we were in a lull, right? For 36 okay, so- minutes. I mean, the entire game it felt like. Yeah, and the Maryland game obviously was just a bad stretch of basketball. When we play at our best, I think we can beat anybody in the country besides Baylor and Gonzaga, hands down. I think everybody would agree with that. But you just don't know what Illinois team you're going to get night in and night out. And not to just be negative, none of these players have been in the tournament. So how are we supposed to know in March if the best is going to come out or if you're going to play to like an Indiana level of competition or a Penn state or Minnesota or whoever you draw on the big 10 tournament, like there's just so many question marks, but Hey, I'd rather have this and have a team like this than have a team that is just on the bubble or, you know, a top six or seven seed. Um, I'd rather have a team whose peak is super high top of the conference than, just mediocre, barely making the tournament. I would agree with that. I think we nitpick. The better they are, the more we probably nitpick. And if I go back to the John Gross era, I, I didn't feel the same level of a grr. It was more, ah, oh, God, here we go again. Because it just seemed to be this repetitive mediocrity. And we don't really get that now. We get these flashes where, yeah, they could beat anyone other than Baylor and Gonzaga. But you know what? I think on a good day, they could, right? And that's the tantalizing thing about this team and why they are sitting in a position to be a two seed. We have a break in the action, and oh, great, we're going to the replay. I said booth. It's not, it's not a booth. It's just a monitor that's smaller than my computer monitor. Trevor, what are we looking for here? Uh, what I'm seeing on the replay is that Georgie sort of, uh, he didn't, it, Collins is arguing he elbowed, um, was it was it young whoever it was that was sort of running into him but I, it just looks very incidental if you ask me i don't know why they're looking at it yeah looks weird isaac it's, i'll throw you a few just because yeah. you got me interested in it michigan almost lost to oakland in overtime oakland is like two and 15 uh michigan then beat penn state by two after trailing the whole game ohio state lost outright to this northwestern team i know that was earlier on but when you look back at that that is an ugly loss 
Uh, and then Iowa's obviously had their struggles, but not really against like Nebraska, more so against a team like Indiana. But there's been a few of those where, like, if you're a Michigan fan and they're ranked number three and you're losing to 0 and 7 Oakland going into overtime, you're probably sitting there going, What the hell is this? So you're telling me that we're not alone? Nah, we aren't alone. I think that it's tonight is especially frustrating to me because of how you started. Io has been a non factor. Essentially, he's had one of his worst games, I think, ever. So, like, right in the heat of the, you know, National Player of the Year conversation, which is just kind of heating up, and he's a dark horse candidate for it. Right now, you're looking at Io with three points on one of four shooting, five assists, and that's great, but three turnovers. And, and we saw those. They were a mess. He's just... Uh, and another missed free throw. That's been my thing. Yeah, he's one or two from that. the line. Yeah, one or two from the this line. Guy, this guy who never misses is, like, six for his last 15. And you're four of ten from the line, and I know that's a small small enough sample size, but that's just another indicator that you're just kind of like all over the place tonight. 12 turnovers. I know Northwestern has 10, but they're Northwestern. They suck. They should have 10. You have 12 as opposed to 13 assists, which that's great. Northwestern only has three of them. There's no reason you shouldn't be up 20 right now. You were earlier. So this is really just a team with its head up its ass. And I think if we are talking about the loftier expectations, this is not going to do. You know, like eventually, maybe the switch will flip on and it will stay on. But until it does, there's going to be that pit in my stomach whenever the seedings come out and I see the matchups. And and Trevor, I'll start with you here. You know, I, I'm overall optimistic, but there's just that lingering, oh God, like you know, like what if there's that bad performance? That that goes for any team, but it does seem like when Illinois is bad or off, they're really bad or off. Yeah, it, it's a bit more of a. I guess a high floor or not a high floor, a high ceiling, low floor situation. Then, you know, I, I'd argue Ohio state is just so across the board competent, but maybe not across the board. I mean, I, I don't want to say not across the board athletic cause they are, but it just feels like a team like Wisconsin or Ohio state is more, you know, just steady. Whereas a team like Iowa or Illinois is a little more boom or bust. Obviously I thought Isaac made a good point in that, or you both were making the point. You know, as much as we assume that it's a given that come tournament time, this team is ready to go. And I do honestly believe that that's the case. Yeah, I, w- we I would still too. haven't ever. We still haven't ever seen it. I mean, the only because the last year's Big Ten tournament was canceled. So the only time we've seen Io in a Big Ten tournament setting was when they beat this Northwestern team, which was still crap in overtime two years ago and then lost to Iowa badly. Kofi's never played in any type of a tournament game. So, I mean, I do think it is a fair point that as much as the benefit of the doubt I'm giving them, maybe it is it is fair to not give it to them, at least yet. All right, 1227 to go here. It looks like that was a common foul, right? Or was it, was there a foul call? Yes, yeah, I think it was. I don't, I don't know why. He basically just whined to them for two minutes to go look at it. They spent five minutes looking at it and came up with nothing. Something interesting that Jeremy tweeted out, Chris Collins is really trying to rev up his team on the bench. They smell some blood. Meanwhile, Chin Coleman just said things to his team that I can't tweet to pump up his team. So you know, eventually, though... It would be frustrating, I think, Isaac, as a coach, where you could throw all the expletives out there and try to get the team super pumped up and everything. And eventually, I I think, Isaac, this team's old enough and they know that there's enough on the line where they kind of got to muster that up themselves. And for me, it's not even so much that they need to be pumped up. They just need to play smarter. Yeah, you wonder if, I don't know, coaching these guys sounds like it would be a glorious time and an also frustrating time because... The little stuff, 
you shouldn't need to get this team very motivated, yet you do. But also, I could see if Chin or uh, Brad or Coach O get these guys super pumped up, they almost get meatball-y and then forget how to, you know, box out and things like that. So, <laughs> I don't know. This team mentally is just all over the place. But when they're focused, you know, they can they can play super well and beat anybody. But it's just... Uh, Oh, thank God. Three three from Adam Miller there. 11.49 to go and a much-needed three and a nice offensive set for Illinois. Yeah, going into the tournament, though, you know, this is probably how Virginia basketball fans felt a few years ago when they lost to the 16 seed, and then the next year they won the national championship. That's almost how I feel about this Illinois team. Like, yep. I could see us in the final four, but I could also see us being, hope to God, not the second one seed to ever lose in March Madness. But again, we, we understand this team's up and down. But tonight's what's been so interesting. Before the game, I said out loud, like most of us said, you know, Iowa and Kofi are going to play well and you just got to get the decent game out of the rest of the team. And yet, Iowa and Kofi haven't played that well and you're still up eight. So I'm feeling pretty confident going down the stretch. Iowa will at least finish with double digits. So... There's not a ton to worry about, I don't think. And knock on wood, of course. Knock on wood, but I do think that we just saw something here with 11.15 to go. Illinois ball, and Georgie with a good defensive set. Ryan Young was just sort of flaming out of bounds. And maybe a little bit of energy boost here for Illinois. We got Andre Corbello looking for Kofi. Kofi, double teamed. He has to kick it out here. He gets fouled, though, and this is going to be another foul on... Oh, that's Miller Cop. I think, that's going to get it. Which, Trevor, we're trying to think of puns and, and cop... Cop something. I said kindergarten cop, and you didn't really, you didn't know that movie existed when I mentioned that. Nope. Hadn't heard of that one. A PG movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger masquerading as a kindergarten teacher. I did as good as Paul it sounds. Blart, small cop, but I, I can't think of one that has to do with Paul Blart. Kofi's at the line, guys. 11.02 to go in Yay. the second half. Now, let's see what happens here. This dribble once. 11.02, fellas. And this one is no good. Also, we I are in the Alan bonus. Isaac, I'm not saying you were wrong. I actually completely agree with you, but I like how Kofi now not having a great game is him having 12 and 7 with 10 minutes to go. <laughs> well, he didn't play for 10 minutes of the first half. We got another yeah. made shot for Northwestern. It's a six-point game. We we need to shake them. I think you need to get to the under-eight timeout of 10. I don't know. It's those just, are the shot. They've, they've had a few of those shots where like the god of physics would somehow like has to touch that ball and make it go in. Grandison can't make the three, but we get a rebound. I think Corbello corrals it. Nice. Get it to Adam Miller. What? Well, he gets fouled, so Corbello will go to the line. Let's see if we can improve our 4 of 11 from the free throw line with Corbello going to the line for a 1-1. One one. That's on Boo Booey, one of the few Northwestern guys I know. That Boo Booey is Taylor Battle's brother. Yeah, they mentioned that, and it doesn't really look like him. Different last names, of course. Taylor Battle was one of those four-year opponent studs, but I don't know if Taylor Battle made a tournament. Did he make an NCAA tournament? I want to say that they made one and they lost to Temple at the buzzer. I don't know why I remember that. Um, but either way, it was sort of a disappointing career for a guy who was that good. Good Lord, a missed free throw. We're four for 12. Not looking like the number five team in the country tonight, and I understand that there's off nights, but you had an off night against Nebraska. So it's like, why does this need to happen against Northwestern? And why can't we just be shooting the breeze and talking about whatever? As we got a two, that's not the shot that Northwestern probably wanted, but they get the long rebound because we are not where we need to be. 
a long three for Northwestern. That is up. That is no good, but Grandison's not blocking out. It's a six-point lead, Northwestern ball, third try. It is up. No, sorry. We got a reset here with 10 to go in the shot clock. I'm at an ER level of eight right now, Isaac, in a game where we shouldn't have to have any ER level or ER factor at all. We got a take here. This is an 18-footer. That is up. It is no good on Nebraska's (laughs) Nebraska Northwestern's third try. Go ahead, Isaac. Every time we say we're just going to – well, we'll be in the text thread saying, like, you know, we're going to just talk about what we had for lunch today. And then this sort of happens. Um, but that the boxing out stuff, I know sometimes the ball takes a funky roll, but that's the stuff where it, it does come down to effort, right? Or is it just me? And you make it look so difficult. Um, I don't know if guys just really start zoning out or what. Like we, we seem to beat a dead horse when it's like, they just got to be mentally in the right place. But honestly... It, that's just basketball basics, like finding your guy to box out and going after the ball like hell until your team grabs it, grabbing it with two hands. I don't know. I, that might just be like... No, it's simple. It, no, that's not... It, it seems simple. It, it is. Kofi makes the first free throw, by the way. So we are now uh, five of 13 from the line. We got Kofi coming up for a second here. He has nine and, points and, already this half. A quiet nine. I'm not sitting here saying D1 basketball is simple because I didn't play D1 basketball. So I'm not saying that at all. But like, it seems like the stuff we really struggle with is the stuff that you learn in middle school. You know what, Isaac? This goes to one of Trevor's hypotheses, which I don't entirely disagree with. And I think that this team sometimes has it. They just have moments of stupid. As Northwestern. Was, yeah, I thought I thought last year's team, frankly, was stupid. <laughs> and that sounds so I mean that sounds awful, right? We love them, but they were kind of stupid, like, yeah. Like I'm I'm not calling them stupid. It's just there were so many moments where like and I know we beat it to death. Like they after the Miami game, he says in practice this week, I asked them what kind of sets we were running, and they all looked at me like the oh, boop. It's like I, I just you know, the Maryland collapse. There's just so many different collapses and Obviously, last season ended really well. I'm not calling any of these people personally, individually stupid. Yeah, it's right. just, it seemed like the team's fatal flaw was they always did something dumb to themselves. It was always them shooting themselves in the foot. And when I, I think, can it, just think of so, so few games last year where it was like, ah, the opponent shot 80% and won the game. It was like, no, you were up 20 against Maryland at home, couldn't capitalize. No, you had a chance to box out on the final play and win against Michigan State and didn't. You know, it was just silly stuff like that. We got a 10-point lead, by the way. A timeout with 8.56 to go. Kofi with 14-8 and eight on 6 of 9 shooting. And to that point, Trevor, you know, thinking about great Illini teams, because we say all this, and I don't want listeners to think that we don't think this is a great Illini team. They are, and that's why that frustration level is where it's at. It's not that we don't love and appreciate where this thing is at and where it could go. It's that in this position, you have the advantage of nitpicking, and finding these things that, oh gosh, you guys could be that much better if only you did this, right? So it's, it, it is out of, as goofy as this sounds, it is out of love. But I will agree, though, that if you go back to, let's say, the early 2000s Bill Self teams, their problem was not, they were not a dumb team. They were one of the smartest teams I've ever seen. But skill level-wise, Frank was an all-timer, but the rest of them were kind of like workman-like guys. There weren't many pros. Yeah, there weren't many pros on that team. Frank had a short run, Arch... Uh, Brian Cook had a short run, but there were not a bunch of NBA talent guys all over that roster. If you look at 05, the smartest 
basketball team I've ever seen. I mean, they were so efficient and they had NBA talent. I look at this team, they clearly have NBA talent, but there's something that just seems to keep them from being cohesive to the same level that really elite teams are. So we got Northwestern with the ball, 8.45 to go. Uh, Oh, sorry, Trevor. No, go ahead, Isaac. I was just going to say to your point, it it does feel like there's been a shift too in college basketball just in general because so many of the teams are younger. I mean, the 05 team, there's a lot of veterans and obviously guys that played at the next level. Um, So just mentally, they were just so much ahead of the game. And a little bit off topic, but I just have to sit and pause to it. Just Kofi could easily this season retrieve or receive the Scotty Pippen treatment, you know, where he has an amazing season and you don't really realize it because he's got Michael Jordan on his team. Because just a couple years ago, in that huge stretch of Illinois basketball in the 2010s, you constantly had the worst center in the league. Like you had Mac level centers, and you might have the best center in college basketball. And Kofi is having a Scottie Pippen-type season, but he just happens to have Michael Jordan on his team. It's just insane. He should be an All-American, you know, but he probably yeah. won't be because there won't be two All-Americans from this team. Uh, by the way, we have a missed three there from Adam Miller, and I love the confidence. He's three for eight from three. He has three fouls, and they've all been sort of what-are-you-doing kind of fouls. We got a three attempt here from Northwestern. It is up. It is no good by the skin of our teeth, and we're going the other way with the foul on Northwestern as... 31. Is that Ryan Young? Uh, just another tall white guy whose name I don't really care to learn. Iowa three points still, guys. Uh, you know, he, he has not done anything this half. And I like Io. He's an all-timer. He's having the best single season I've ever seen in Illinois. And you know what? If you're going to have an off night, Trevor, I guess Northwestern, that's fine. I, I think, though, if there's one critique, uh, Trevor, that I was thinking with Io would be that depending on the opponent, there's sometimes where I think he wants to envision himself as the facilitator. I'm going to get everyone else involved, kind of like LeBron will do it early in games, and he just takes a back seat so we can get the other guys involved. And sometimes it's like, dude, just go right, take it to the rim, and worst case, you're going to get fouled. Just do something. No, I think he very much models himself after that type of a... I mean, I know, obviously, he, he models himself after MJ and Kobe, and he said as much, and Kobe would not be described as a facilitator, but I do think that that he does uh, actively try to get everybody engaged. And while uh, better for team chemistry and potentially for the overall game for the team, you know, if you're trying to win Player of the Year, being a facilitator for others is probably not what you want to aim to do. But I'm also not going to complain about him being unselfish. But it does feel like, you know, sometimes, hey, you know, you are by far and away the best player on the court out of these ten guys. It's okay if you want to be a little selfish. Yeah, exactly. And I think that ultimately I want him on our team. There's no one else I'd probably trade him for. And we can have this discussion in a bit, even though we got to stay micro because unfortunately this game's not over yet. But uh, before we get further into this, just a reminder, DP Doe online at dpdoe.com. They deliver anywhere. So if you want to stay home, please tip the driver very well. But they will bring you a piping hot calzone for $5. Just use coupon code MIKE. For a $5 call zone from dpdo.com. I just got a text from Andrew, who's been on the podcast uh, a couple of times, Trevor, when you weren't able to pop on. And he, he mentioned this, and I want to start with you, Isaac. Illinois has not played well, but a lot of these shots that Northwestern has made in the second half, this is beyond merely, you know, 
progressing back to the mean. This is a team that is getting some rolls this half, which probably make what would have otherwise been a 12, 13-point lead, even on a lethargic performance from Illinois, the eight-point lead that it is. I guess, yeah, if we look at it like that, it's it's still less frustrating. But it almost brings me back to, and I'm not just trying to take the pessimistic way of this, but remember a couple of years ago, and even a few times last year, um, when teams would shoot the lights out against you, and you're like, well, they were just making everything. And then you're like, well, maybe we weren't playing that good a defense. But there were definitely a few balls in the first half that you wondered how physics allowed the ball to go in. Um, but still, again, like we said, it's Northwestern. So even if they're making some of those, you should still be up at least double digits. And again, we're holding this team to a high standard because they're the number five team in the country and we know how good they can be. So that's why it's frustrating when, you know, we have to look at like, okay, well, the other team is making some crazy shots. You know, it just brings me back to the gross years or um, oh. even under the first couple of years when we were like, well, the other team was just making shots tonight. 7.51 to go. We got Trent at the line, and it is I mean, double bonus. You know, you're, up by, you're up by 10, and if two of those really good looks from Adam Miller go in, you're up by 16. Yeah, that's the thing, so too. It, so it's, it's like weird flip between being up 8 and being up 16 that makes you feel extremely different. I, I understand you can't go 100 miles per hour all the time, right? I mean, it's a 30-game, or in this case, a 26-game season, so there will be those moments even against the Northwestern team that you know Trevor you brought this up before the game and I kind of poo-pooed it but you mentioned that if Northwestern were to have that you know upset that they spring or even a game like this where they make it more competitive against a top five team than they otherwise would a three for Northwestern is an air ball so that's a good sign there 735 to go but you mentioned that for Northwestern they would probably be more up for this game than maybe the preceding eight games or whatever they were and after the opening five-minute salvo from Illinois, it does appear that's the case. As Io does an Io thing, takes it to the rim, twelve-point Illinois lead with seven fifteen to go. I don't know how to articulate it. I feel like I didn't even articulate it that well when I texted it. But something about when there's a losing streak, you kind of like once that ball gets rolling. If you're the other, if you're the team that's experiencing it, it, it seems so impossible to stop it. Just like if you're a baseball hitter. And you're in an 0 for 16 slump. Yeah. To you, it just feels like you're going to go 0 for 90 until something happens. Like you get hit in the head by a pitch and you go down to first. You're like, wow, I got on base. And then you go five for your next five. It just seems like Northwestern was in this endless, this free fall. And I, I was just slightly concerned about the narrative of here's the team that sent you into the free fall. See what you can do against them. But I, I, I don't know how much of what we're seeing is that. I th- kind of was my only concern. God dang it. Io just throws it off Kofi's face. And he's like, oh, Kofi, you weren't looking. Well, he was tr- going around the pick. He wouldn't be able to catch it anyways because the Northwestern guy was right there for it. And just take it yourself, Io. You did it this <laughs> possession before. Take it yourself as Northwestern. That was an absolute laser off of Kofi's head. Well, he, he, uh, what am I, I saying? Passes off people's face. That's stupid. It's stupid. It is stupid. And they, they shouldn't be doing this right now. We got a foul on Trent. I'm trying to look at the replay here. And that is as weak a foul call as you're going to get because his hand brushed 
against Nance. It was not a push at all. Nance just missed the dunk. And this is this is one thing. This and the elbow that I think Ryan Young got, but he's a flailing idiot. So, of course, he's going to get elbowed in the face because he's going to be the wrong place at the wrong time. So Pete Nance can't finish a dunk, and we get punished for it because he's a guy in Northwestern that's not athletically capable of doing that. And now Trent gets a foul, even though it wasn't a foul. The whole thing, Trevor, is aggravating. It's a nine-point lead for Illinois as the second free throw is coming up for this Nimrod that couldn't finish an alley-oop. Who's the kid off. that? Um, who's the kid that uh, is the nephew of uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus? Oh well, he was the. I don't think he ever really played, but he was on the team that okay. made the NCAA tournament because she was at He's those not games. Still here, is he? No, I don't think so. Because that was no, what twenty seventeen, wasn't it? When they beat Vanderbilt, I guess so. And then they yeah, played Gonzaga was, close. They they were down like twenty one to Gonzaga at halftime, and then came back to like two, I think. And Macintosh was just having a lights out game. I mean, uh, random Northwestern facts, but uh, one thing it's hard. that uh, four years ago, charge on I Trent was here was six eighteen to go. One thing that no one talks <laughs> about because obviously they're never going to move on from Chris Collins unless he wants to. Because you know how are they going to ever get better than Chris Collins? But he took a team that went to the tournament second round, no, no less, almost beat. I mean, they didn't, but score wise, almost beat a one seed. Every single person returned on that team, and they went 13 and 17 the next year. That can't happen. I, I mean, I know that he is. Nance makes a three. Them. It's a five point game with six to go. Yeah. Okay. That's just a side tangent, but I don't think he's that great when you take a team. Hell no, he's that, not. You know, you're trying to build no. on that, and no. then they go 13 and 17 with the same group. He can stay there forever for all I care, but right now we got a game with 5.45 to go. I was going to turn the ball over. His worst game of the year by far. And there's time to go, and he can change that. But this has just been a very disappointing performance all around as Northwestern could bring it as close as two. Uh, but it looks like they're going to bring it within three here. My score app is a little bit ahead of this here. 5.30 to go. Who's going to make a bucket? Andre Crabello. Uh, guy takes a baseline. So we got a three-point game with 5.22 to go. I will say, besides last game when you blew Northwestern out in the second half, Correct me if I'm wrong. Basically, every Northwestern game, especially the past few years, is close. Even the ones you've won. Hey, man. When the land of Lincoln rivalry is on, you throw out the record books. DeMonte misses a three. We got a chance for Northwestern to tie the game. 4.50 to go. Northwestern taking it to the rim. They got a foul on Adam Miller. I think we should make up a rivalry for every bad team you play so that whenever there's an inexcusable close loss to a bad team or a close win, you just say, hey, man, Illinois-Nebraska, the Route 66 rivalry, you throw out the books. We could lose this game. I, I actually th- I, no, I, I think it is because we've had our head up so far up our ass for 35 minutes of game time now. You can't just pop it out that easily. Sorry for the illustration, but... Yikes. It's so old. <laughs> it, it's getting old. It's not cute. It's old. Adam Miller with another foul. That's his fourth. Trent Frazier with four. This game, it's already freaking what? Is it 10 o'clock yet? If this sounds like agitated carpets because this should not have been a freaking game in the first place. We will go until 10-15 to watch this garbage performance from Illinois after they should have had the freaking wake-up call against the Nebraska team. Wasn't it like 34-17 to 17 or 34-16 to 16 or something? I forget what the biggest lead was. It was 25 to 7 at one point, I think, or 23 to 7. 
You were up 16 or 18 points. I wasn't uh, holding my breath for a wake-up call. And not that I... I mean, I, I'm not, I didn't think this game was going to be close, but I wasn't calling that a wake-up call just because I feel like fool me once, fool me twice. I mean, how many times this year have we said, that's the wake-up call, and it's never once been right. We got a one-point game here after Northwestern's going to make this shot. My score app is a little bit ahead of it. And uh, you lose this game, it would be absolute disaster mode. Larry Nance, I don't know, Larry Nance is the dad. Here, God. <laughs> the oh. dad. He makes it. Oh, my gosh. I had a Caesar salad for lunch. <sighs> this Holy this team apparently had a turd sandwich. If we want to pivot back to what we had for lunch. <laughs> oh, man. I, I got to be on. This is absolutely aggravating. We got DeMonte on the top of the key. Just I'll do something. Eventually, All-American, do something here. We get a pickup top from Georgie. Iowa with a long shot. It's up and good. Why are we waiting? Into, I like the closer thing, but maybe play the first 30 minutes of the game. And this is... As far as I'll go in terms of frustration for someone who's been phenomenal this year, this should not be a freaking game. It shouldn't. You think I get better with this over the years, but we got a what a foul on Northwestern, hopefully. Yeah, I think it was either out of bounds on Northwestern or a foul on Northwestern. That was all Demonte on that one. Isn't that Bowie's fifth? Might be. He's in deep water. Get it. <laughs> Oh, uh, I see what you did. A buoy in water. I'm so aggravated. That took me about three seconds too long to figure out, Isaac. I got to be honest. Thank you. Thank you. I'm here every night. Well, we we need a pun title, but the thing is, we, we didn't have an entire half to think one up because we got a game that's a lot closer than we probably presumed. I will remind you as we take this break here that uh, the 200 level is brought to you by 4th and Kirby. And they got a great T-shirt coming out tomorrow. Now, I hope that we can celebrate the arrival of this new T-shirt with a freaking win against Northwestern. I, I, I don't know. I'm not going to say any more about this game. But I will say that the T-shirt that you're going to see on 4th and Kirby, Wednesday, February 17th, it's fantastic. So go to 4th and Kirby, bright and early Wednesday morning, for a new T-shirt reveal. Use coupon code 200LEVEL for 10% off your order at 4thandkirby.com. I'm hoping that they bust out an I committed T-shirt um, in the near future with <laughs> Times New Roman font. I'd actually like an authentic jersey of that um, design. We need, it, we need to broach this real quick, and I, I do this not out of love because I don't know the person, but I will say that there was a Photoshop today from Kedrick Prince, who I think is the recruiting coordinator for the new Illini Guys website. Kedrick's been around for a long time. He does these Photoshops, but today there was this sort of meme-worthy Photoshop that was making the rounds with the new recruit. Uh, Melendez from Florida, R.J. Melendez. Am I saying that correct? Uh-huh. And it, it is uh, Ramses, not Ramsey. Ramses, I think, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. But this was a Photoshop that had an odd Illinois jersey with fighting in Times New Roman super serif font. His number, I, it was more red than orange. His face is, I think it was either Bob Zupke or Steve Toffee, one of the Illini guys on, not, not with the Illini guys website, but on Twitter, said it looked like GoldenEye Donkey Kong mode, which if you ever played GoldenEye back in the day, Donkey Kong mode was a cheat, which gave everyone gigantic heads. And that's what this thing looked like. So this was making the rounds today. Well, and, and that's, It brought I mean, me a lot of joy. Hitting on the fact that, that there's, there's four logos on the page and none of them are Illinois. I don't understand what None. that is. It, it, it's all the teams that he didn't choose. And I, I <laughs> here's the thing. Last night after the, okay, I, I, what was I doing last night? I was talking with friends on Zoom for a bit. 
So this would have been when the commitment was made. And I get on Twitter like, oh, right, I need to see if this guy committed. And for some reason, this tweet, this picture popped up at the top of my timeline. And I had to scan it and think, what the hell am I looking? Did he commit to Florida? I see a gator on here. Uh, there was five other logos and it's it's red. Did he commit to Cincinnati? What am I, the fighting somethings? Maybe he Western Kentucky. No, it is Illinois. What is what what is the I committed? Because there's a hyphen in there. So like That's a good question. I think it's sort of like iPhone or iPad, but the thing is those never had okay, a hyphen okay. in it. I think it's a misunderstanding of how you would spell those things out. I, I just have to say it is one of the most puzzling pieces of art. I'm going to call it a piece of art because I think it is. It's amazing. And I hang it somewhere. <laughs> in the Louvre. I mean, it is incredible. And there are so many layers to it and so many things to break down. I need to say that Champagne Showers did an excellent job breaking it down in terms of a design standpoint. Uh, we are back at the game, though. We'll get back to more Photoshop criticisms. Hey, in you know here. I love long Illini Twitter threads about generally nothing. Sometimes they go as long as like 26 tweets, and that was definitely one of them. For a t-shirt which has a pun about pain, which I will tell you, we're going to do puns on the 200 level. We're never going to do a pun with pain. And if we do, it's going to be making fun of people that use puns with pain in it. All right, DeMonte makes the first free throw, 63 to 59, four minutes to go. The second free throw is up. It is no good. We are shooting well under 50% from the free throw line tonight. Bowie is out. Some guy named Baran Barron. Barron? Robbie Barron. Robbie Barron, he's out too. Nance with the ball. He is red hot right now. He's on the perimeter, top of the key. Now to the point guard, Adige. Back to Nance, top of the key. Kofi on him. He's going to shoot another three. It is up. It is no good. Rebound to Curbelo. Iowa with the ball. Okay, so we got 3.30 to go. It's a barn burner at the State Farm Center. Curbelo with the ball on the right side of the perimeter. Kofi, top of the key. Looking for the handoff to Io. He finally gets it. Io taking it left from the free throw line. Not even close. Well short. Here. Oh, that was bad. Bad. All right, we got oh. three ten to go. Northwestern going to shoot a three. Yep. It is up. It is no good. Curbelo gets a surprising amount of rebounds. Yeah, for averaging four a game. I think four a game, or at least three. 2.55 to go. 20 seconds on the shot clock. Io with the ball. We have Kofi wow. coming up to set a screen. Io taking it left over to Curbelo. Curbelo taking it. Nope. Wow, what a feat of DeMonte. And the you finish. That might be the first left-handed layup I've seen DeMonte make. DeMonte has, in the last three minutes, gotten you a key steal and then a foul on Bowie. Uh, a free throw, and now a layup. You know, and I was wondering... He's, oh, go ahead, Isaac. I was just going to say, he's got to be the glue guy, man. Well, it looks like he's going to be the closer as opposed to Grandison. And actually, if we look at minutes played, I think Grandison is maybe at... Not not gotta, a 20, I don't think. You got to wonder, guys like Grandison, Coleman Hawkins, I'll throw Georgie in there. I don't know if Coach before the game like tells them what the game plan is. And I know things change and it depends on who's out there for the other team. But I mean, Coleman Hawkins and Grandison, they'll go from two minutes a game to 21 to none to 10. But it seems like the other guys are pretty more consistent. So it's almost like these guys don't even know if they're going to play or if they're going to play half the game. We got a 65 to 59 score with 241 to go to that point. Isaac, I was thinking, 
the rotation's an interesting thing where it seems like the closing five is subject to change on the game. I will say I like that Underwood is sort of, you know, reading what the game tells him. Grandison has been an interesting non-factor in the last couple of games, and I hope that what we saw in the Iowa game was not an aberration, that maybe we overreacted a little bit. But I do like what I'm seeing from DeMonte late in this game. We got 235 to go. Northwestern with the ball. It's a six-point Illinois lead. Adige up top. He shakes Trent temporarily. He takes it to the rim. That is up and good. I don't know how he made that. By the way, Northwestern on the game has four freaking assists, and they have 61 points. That's weird. You don't see that very much. Iowa with the ball, 2.15 to go, 20 on the shot clock. He finds Adam Miller. Adam Miller back up top to DeMonte. DeMonte looking for Kofi. Kofi, nope, no Kofi. Over to Trent on the left side. Trent goes baseline. He finds Adam Miller for an open three. Adam's got to make that, and he doesn't. Out of bounds. They're going to review this, I'm sure. Adam does seem to hit the threes that don't matter as much. Again, not to dog on him. No, it's true. He's three for 10 tonight. I mean, that's your job. Make threes. It started off two for two. I mean, I guess I'd rather he keep shooting than not, but that's not make what it. it needs to be. Make it. Eventually, just make the damn thing. I mean, <laughs> all right, four points uh, lead for, I, I was going to say shot, not the other SH word, just for the kids at home. That's good. It's a two-point game. Northwestern, uh, this is pissing me off. This is so stupid. 15-5 to five scoring run. These guys have kicked your ass in the second half, outscored you by 10. Top five team at home, didn't get the wake-up call on Friday, and we are in the mire of this stupid game because we <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Io, DeMonte, over to Io. Three up, it is good. Io just was waiting, man, until the final few minutes. That's fine, and that's amazing. That's what Io does in, in the closing time, and better late than never. If if he needs to save our rump, that's okay. Oh my. Three missed by Northwestern. Iowa with the ball. Okay, I hope that's a good oh my. Stupid. Hmm. 58 seconds to go. 23 in the shot clock. Iowa with the ball at half court. One more bucket will close this thing out. Now we're at 10 in the shot clock. I don't know. Something bad happened? Iowa with a three. That's a 30 footer. Holy crap. 71 to 63, and Grandison is laughing. I would be too. That's incredible. See, this is this is what's stupid about this team, though. Like, I totally understand what you guys are saying because they know they can do that, right? And so, like, it's okay to basically suck for 30 right. minutes against a bad team because you can literally laugh and Io can hit two threes in 30 seconds and you walk away the winners. But that's still something you shouldn't have to rely on doing. You can add this to the long reel of IO closing moments, and it's not going to be the most memorable by any stretch, but add it to it. And, you know, when I criticize I, and I feel like when I criticize any of these guys, I need to preface it by saying that I know how good they are. We all understand it, right? It's pretty exciting. Miss free throw for Northwestern. They're going to foul. Kofi will go to the line to shoot two with 25 seconds to go, hopefully to close this thing out. But, you know, that, that's the thing here. We, we react during these second half podcasts. I know that Illini fans had to have been frustrated with this because you have not played well tonight. And he, here's what I'm hoping, Trevor, that you had two wake-up calls in a row just in time for a big road game on Saturday, which I actually feel pretty good about. But you know what? I felt pretty good about tonight, too. 
So gut feelings don't really mean anything, but it does seem that if you were able to weather the storm with your two worst performances in the middle of the Big Ten season against the two worst Big Ten teams, that's just some fortuitous timing. And maybe that's what we're looking at right now. Yeah, I guess we're going to play the game of how do we twist the narrative going into the next game. I know. And see what happens it in the changes. next one. I'm not blaming you. It's what everybody does. I sure. just, it's like so many times I feel like I've gotten the narrative of the, the flow of this team incorrect, but we'll see. Well, what do we call this, guys? I mean, presuming that Illinois holds on, nine-point lead with 25 to go, Iowa's going to go for a second free throw. I have said the ASS word more times in a podcast than I have in a long time. It's it's genuine frustration. It's one of the few words we can get away with without the parental advisory. A missed free throw. Ass, 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 ass. Hey, now. 7-0 scoring run for Illinois on the heels of a 12-2 Northwestern scoring run. Of course, this guy makes a three for Northwestern. It's whatever. It's... It's stupid. This game pisses me off, even though we're going to win. Okay, so what do we call it? Sloppy. I don't know if there's any sloppy pun or not. What's that, Isaac? Or uh, You cut out there we'll for a second. It. Or what about Deja Bowie? Deja Bowie. Okay, I mean, that works okay, a little right. bit with the Nebraska game before it. Deja Bowie. I like that hmm. because this is the exact same game script. Io took over late and won you the game. And, and Deja Vu, that's his first name, but this is where using his last name makes it more specific. So Deja Vui, I think that might be. Now, here's the thing, though. Didn't I use Deja something for an earlier podcast title? I need to look real quick. Um, I think I did. Because, so many now. I don't, I don't remember. I know. <laughs> I think it was just back during football season where they were sucking up the place. I did back on December 5th. So this can be a callback. This was after Illinois lost to Iowa in the uh, December 5th game. Deja vu. So this could be deja vu. I think that works. Deja vu. I mean, frankly, oh, here we go with the uh, Hail Mary Monte. Oh boy. Another one of the inbounds I see, I... goofiness. 14.8. Did Underwood invent that play? I've I don't never know. seen another basketball team do that. I'd guess that Gentry invented it. Trent gets fouled. He'll go to the line to shoot two. 13.7 to go. Anyone that had Illinois minus 12 and a half, they aren't going to get that to cover, but Illinois hopefully will win by eight, nine, something like that. They'll shoot a few Good more. Thing nobody games. else who had 12 and a half on their team tonight didn't get screwed. Yeah, man. Nebraska. Nebraska. They 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 Hoiberged is what they did. <laughs> I hate the most that frustrating guy. Part of betting <laughs> is when you feel like you nailed the process, but it just doesn't work out. And yeah. Oh I'm yeah. Like, all right. I'm on. I'm on Nebraska. They're they're feeling good. They're down like one the entire game, and then they don't cover. You had sound reasoning for that, and I looked at that same game and thought, yeah. But that, then I went with the whole fatigue element, thinking that well, this will finally catch up with them. The game is going to get away from them. It did, but I didn't put money on it. And I think that you had sound reasoning. I went with Purdue minus five and a half over Michigan State, and they won by 10. Purdue's pretty good. Michigan State's pretty bad. Trent misses a free throw, an absolutely crap night shooting from the line for Illinois. Northwestern will hurl up another shot, and it is no good. Out of bounds, Illinois ball. They will win, presumably 73 to 66. Deja Bui. I think that works, Isaac. I think he got us a title after... I've been laboring over it for two hours. Well done. Yeah, it's it's been a long day, but the brain just started going, you know, with the first buoy pun. <laughs> apparently, 
apparently Boo Booey, his name just creates a lot of um, artistic opportunity. <sighs> we won. 11, to, 11 and 3 in the Big Ten. That's huge. 15 and 5 overall. And I think people that listen to this podcast know that when we get ticked off. And Trevor, by the way, kudos to you. Cool as a cucumber. Did you ever, Trevor, feel that little, uh, or were you cool I throughout? legitimately never once felt even slightly nervous. Isaac, I know you did, but to 1 to 10 scale, how nervous did you ultimately get in this game? I got to probably a 6 or 7 there at the end when you're only up 3, and Nance hit like a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar dream skyhook over the middle. Um, again, though, it's like the more this happens, the less I can get frustrated because that's just who you are. You just play bad against bad teams. And But if you win, I mean, in the, in the long run, whatever, I'll take the win over playing bad and losing like we always used to. Well, guys, we'll be back Saturday, 2.30. I like that. Don't need too much coffee for that. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm interested in this one, by the way. I, what, the Minnesota I game? Minnesota's so good at home and they're so bad everywhere else, you absolutely pummeled them. I'm just interested to see how this goes, because I feel like it's an excusable loss if you take it, but you'd obviously really can't afford to take it in terms of Big Ten title race. But, like, let's say you're the top two seed. I mean, what happens if you lose by four to Minnesota on the road? I doubt you drop. No, no. I I think, and if anything, there's this weird gut feeling I have that, yeah, we're going to win that game. Illinois historically does a really... Good job up at Williams Arena. And, I mean, our record up there the well, last like 20 years. and Ohio State went up there and lost by 17 each. Oh, trust me. Yeah, my, my intuition about Saturday's game is completely against how good Minnesota's been at home this year. It's just this weird, oh, yeah, we got and that. That would be your biggest win of the season. It would be a quad one win for sure. And if you think about it, the biggest one you have right now is Iowa at home, and that will remain so. I mean, Iowa's going to figure it out, and they'll probably finish with six losses in the Big Ten but be a three seed in the tournament. So that that quality win's not going anywhere. And Wisconsin's probably going to be good enough where that still maintains it. And then you have Purdue. That's another good one. But I think you might be right, Isaac. It would be up there with the at least the second-best one of the season, and Minnesota's going to make the tournament, and that will look good no matter what at least just in our heads of Big Ten fans who watch a lot of basketball, we know what happens when teams go to the barn. And we know how Minnesota just decides to play like a completely different team, which kind of crazy. Their only loss at home was to Maryland. So Maryland also plays a lot better on the road, apparently. But for me personally, it'd be the biggest win just because, Trevor, like you said, the the two teams you're competing with at the top of the Big Ten both went in there and laid an egg. So if you can, for some reason, do that, which wouldn't surprise me if Illinois barely beats Northwestern and then goes and beats Minnesota at the barn, you're sitting pretty nice. You'd be in great shape. And I think they do. I don't know why. I think they do. In a weird way, history tells me to fear the uh, Michigan State game more than this one. And that has nothing to do with the way these two teams are playing. Michigan State's far worse than Minnesota. But for some reason, I'm thinking, after seeing the Nebraska and the Northwestern games, that we're going to play down to Michigan State's level, and that's going to be far too close when it shouldn't be. But that Saturday, we're going to win. But right now, you're 11-3. And, and Oh, go ahead, Trevor. Then you get to watch, say you win, then you get to watch Michigan-Ohio State play on Sunday, and you know that one of the two teams that's right there with you is going to drop at least a little bit. So yeah, unless be nice as well. You know what I envision? I envision that being a one-point win, and everyone's like, ah, they're both top four teams. I, I, it'd be difficult to imagine that game 
not being close the way those two teams are playing. Well, I want I a shot against either of them. Wise. Oh, you're right. Yeah. In the big, yeah. in the big 10, someone's going to fall from like 11 and three to 11 and four. And if you're 12 and three at that point, then you're a game up on Ohio state instead of half a game. Final thought of the night though. I kind of hope Michigan beats Ohio state. And here's my reasoning. Two big 10 teams are going to get a one seed Two. Michigan's and not you're just giving it to Michigan. I am. Yeah. They're too yeah. good. They, they are not going to lose. I don't think they're going to lose three games. I think they're going to lose one more game this year and you would have to win out even if they lost two more games and presumably beat them at Michigan. So I don't see Michigan losing that title. I'll take the one seed. And I think one way to do that is Ohio State losing a few more games in the Big Ten. I know that losing to Michigan wouldn't knock them off the one line that alone. But if they end up with seven Big Ten losses or something like that, I think it'd be something where you could play back into that. If you well, beat Ohio State, the last game of the, year. of the year is against Ohio exactly. State. Exactly. So like, if you beat you know, them, even the more evidence if you win that game to bump yourselves up. Because I think you make a good point where, as a fan, in terms of what do I root for, you're at a very much a fork in the road right now where you either have to decide Michigan, a team that has displayed no signs of slowing down anywhere ever before or after the pause, you either have to decide that they are going to go like five and four. In their next nine games, giving Illinois a chance to be the top dog, or you need to decide that Michigan's going to Michigan. They're going to go seventeen and two. Illinois just needs to now be that team right behind them, and you'll get your shot against them at some point too. So I'm with you, Carp, on that one. Isaac, would you take? I, I the easy the easy response is that we're rooting for Ohio State, and, and, and listen, if Ohio State beats Michigan and Illinois can do their thing against Minnesota, I'm back on board. I'm ready to go, you know, because at that point you're at a position where if you win out and beat Michigan in a rematch or whenever they reschedule it, you would at least share the Big Ten title. So you would have that in front of you. But I'm just envisioning that one seed and whatever path there is to it, where if Michigan does, in fact, beat Ohio State, it's not all that bad. Yeah, I'm in a weird I'm at that fork that Trevor was just talking about, because it's like, okay, I feel like the the hopes of winning the big 10 kind of dwindled after Michigan went on that hiatus. And then now of course they just come back and are pretty much just as good as they were. It's just crazy too, because didn't the win the winner of the conference last year finished with six or seven losses. I think 14 and six and we finished 13 and seven. So it was a tie yep. between Michigan state, Wisconsin and Maryland. So this record this record would easily have the record you're going to have probably would easily have won the big 10 last year. So it's like, what are you going to do? You know, Michigan yeah. is probably only going to have another one, maybe two losses. And you just kind of have to accept it at that point. And, but Hey, I'd be more than happy sharing the banner with somebody. And if we're not going to get the regular season title, I'll take it um, at the big 10 tournament. Just avoid Purdue in the big 10 tournament. I'm telling you that is the damn <laughs> hurdle you get in Purdue's side of the bracket it seems like i don't want to rematch against those guys I'll, I'll take a third game against ohio state over a second game against purdue as weird as that sounds there's mm. just something about purdue being drastically different than when you played them you played them right before the come up and uh, but we can get to that here's the thing guys and, and as we close out this podcast as frustrated as i got tonight and isaac you were not too far behind me and trevor you were cool as a cucumber uh, it is because we are witnessing a great Illini team. We recognize it. We love it. And I'm going to sleep well tonight, right? They got the win against Northwestern. However, they got it. No one's going to care at the end of the year. 
and that the only thing derailing this team, Trevor, to me, seems to be themselves. That's the only thing that's really going to get in the way of this team making an Elite Eight run because I'm guessing, worst case, they get a two-seat in the tournament and they'll be there. They'll be there with one shot to make the Final Four as long as they don't get in their own way. Yep. I couldn't have said it better. They're going to get their shot. Just a matter of whether or not they screw it up for themselves. Let's hope not. This is fun. I mean, as as aggravated as I was, I still like being aggravated because I got skin in the game, and we got skin in the game for the Salmonite team. 15-5, and 11-3 in the Big Ten. So, guys, we're going to be back on Saturday afternoon. It's a big game against Minnesota. I feel good about it. Uh, you know, We'll see what happens. And it's also one of those nice positions where if you lose a good game against Minnesota – and I think Big Ten title, we're going to wait a while to talk about the you know logistics of that because Michigan has to lose all that stuff. But if it's a close game and you happen to lose against Minnesota, nothing changes for this Illinois team. They're a two seed. They will not fall maybe at all in the AP rankings because guess what? You, know, you look at the teams around Illinois or just beneath them, they keep losing. College basketball is kind of a mess, and Illinois is doing a pretty good job of staying above water. So, Isaac, that's why overall I'm optimistic regardless of what happens Saturday, but I think they win Saturday. I'm feeling good about it. Yeah, I I don't know why I am, too. Sometimes you just have that game, and tonight, I Northwestern, you always play close, but kind of going off what Trevor was just saying, well, your point that Trevor agreed with, one thing that I can find – uh, piece in with this team is that you can't you can teach mental skills and you can get mentally prepared but you can't teach size and athleticism which this team has so if we just have a night where we can game plan correctly and get it together and all be on the same page which is stuff you can work on and get better chemistry then you're going to be able to beat just about anybody you can't just randomly have a guy grow to be seven feet tall, which we luckily enough have <laughs> Kofi and we have guys like Io who have great wingspans. So that's just nice knowing that you know you have the talent, you know you have the skill. It's just if you're going to put all the mental things together. Guys, let's have some fun Saturday. It'd be a huge one if they got it. So we'll be back about 3.30 for the second half against Minnesota. Uh, hopefully the coffee doesn't keep up too late, guys. I know that you probably had to drink a few cups on this Tuesday evening. So sleep well if you can after that exciting Illini win. Trevor Belise, Isaac Ambrose, see ya. Hey, as long as we don't have to play Amir Coffee when we go to Minnesota. Oh. <laughs> Man, that was a name I'd completely forgotten about. He was good. <laughs> he was really good. Yeah. Big, big dude. Well, yeah, we don't need to worry about that. We need to worry about that seven foot four Rick Smith's clone, uh, Robbins, right? Robbins is his Lee name. Robbins. Who, by the way, he had foul trouble in the first game, and that helped us out. But uh, we we will see. I think it's a good matchup for Illinois, and uh, if they win that, oof, we're we're talking literally worst worst case scenarios a two seed if they win at Minnesota on Saturday. All right, guys, take care. We'll talk to you Saturday. Adios, adios. That is Trevor Valise and Isaac Ambrose here on the two hundred level as we wrap up episode one seventy five. Yeah, I got frustrated a little bit tonight. Got to be honest, it was not the performance I was hoping for after the first 10 minutes. I'm sitting back here in the basement, still a little bit warmer because it's so dang cold up in the, the sunroom and the 10 inches of snow we got. Having popcorn, sitting back. Ah, yes, this is perfect. We can just kind of shoot the breeze in the second half, and we couldn't because the game was too close. But they got the win, and that's all that matters, essentially, is they are 15-5 and five and still 
in position to do everything that, that they want to do. Saturday's a big game. I feel good about it. I will be back Thursday with the solo pod ahead of that Minnesota game. And I, I think this is really the mantra kind of going forward. As long as this team doesn't get in their own way, they're going to be fine. And that may not mean a Final Four appearance, but they will accomplish a lot of what they want to do as long as they don't get in their own way. And tonight was way too close to call. I know Northwestern was hitting some garbage buckets, and they had, I think, still four assists on the game. So that was a fluky kind of performance for Northwestern, but you couldn't shake them when you should have been able to. But in this college basketball landscape, this Illinois team is good enough to make some noise and they are, I think, worthy of their ranking. You look around elsewhere, Missouri tonight blew a big lead against Georgia. You find all these teams that have these rankings and they have losses that make you scratch your head. This is just what college basketball is. So I try to remind myself of that. But the reason I get frustrated is knowing that you have two all-time talents in Iowa and Kofi. Don't waste it. Please don't waste it. Io saved you only after 35 minutes where he wasn't all that good in the first place. So it's good news, bad news, but mostly good news. So I'm going to go to sleep tonight, still feeling overall fine about things, and I hope that the frustration, you can maybe laugh at it or understand that it's just because we really like this team. Like, And why wouldn't you? This is a really good team, and I think that our expectations should, should be sky high, but of course you, you sort of pepper that with a little bit of cautious optimism just because of moments like what we saw tonight where Northwestern had a 9 nothing run, a 12-2 run. They stink. They're terrible. That shouldn't happen. But you know what? This is an Illinois team that will probably play to their competition. All right, guys. Um, let's close out here as Isaac sends us one final image on our text thread. This is the current resume for the Fighting Illini. They are 15-5, fourth in the net. 36 strength of schedule, six quad one wins, excuse me. Mike DeCourcy has them projected as a two seed as well. And the quad one wins, they are not going anywhere as long as Duke doesn't continue to stink it up. That's Iowa, Wisconsin, Purdue at home. At Penn State, that's going to stick. At Indiana, that's going to stick. At Duke, we'll see if that sticks. They're terrible. And they lost Jalen Johnson. That's a subject for another day, but we got to close out tonight. I'm losing my voice, I can tell, and I got class early in the morning. Got to thank DP Doe online at dpdoe.com. Use coupon code Mike for $5 calzones at dpdoe.com. Be on the lookout for a new t-shirt tomorrow at fourthandkirby.com. It is February 17th, 217. You're going to want this shirt. Get 10% off your order with coupon code 200 level at fourthandkirby.com. State Farm agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com for life, auto, home, business, renters, you name it. Brian is my guy.com and Rector Construction for everything from a new roof to getting your crawl space inspected. Give them a call at 217 281 7000 or visit online at Rector Construction. That's R E C T O R Construction.com. All right, I need some water and a couple dabs of honey here, and I'm going to go to bed. I don't think this win will keep me up too late. It's not, it's not as exciting as some other ones, but it is nonetheless a win. You're listening to Decadence out of your head from the latest album, Fever Dreams. Anywhere music is streaming. In the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy, and for the love of God, stay warm. We'll see you in a couple days. It is the 200 level. <laughs>